My name is Annika Buxman. I am the Everance advocate for PMC. Everance is our Mennonite financial planning service. It has lots of stewardship resources for us. And every once in a while you hear from me sending things to the listserv about a scholarship here or a webinar there. And if anybody has questions, they ask me and then pretty much I turn around and ask Rhoda because because I want to get it right. Um, And I've known Rhoda for I don't know how many years now, but I didn't know all of this. (laughs) Rhoda went to seminary at Eastern Mennonite in Harrisonburg and has enjoyed many roles serving the church over the years. She has four really cute grandchildren that I get to see on Facebook every (laughs) once in a while. (laughs) And every time she's in town, she always gathers all of the advocates together and has a wonderful lunch, and we get to share with all the Mennonite churches around Southern California. So we're really glad to have her here today. It is good to be here. As Annika said, I'm Rhoda Blau, and I have enjoyed very much working with you, Annika, and uh, working for Everance, and we are a financial services organization, and we have everything from a asset management group and a foundation to a debt counseling service, and so we have everything in between, and so if you do have any questions, do ask Annika, and she does call me, and I enjoy always talking with her. So, and you've had people in your congregation that have gotten college scholarships, and so you have benefited from Everance, and you also have sharing fund grants, which she, and I was going to check, and I did, and I didn't write it down, but you have done a lot with your sharing fund grants, and I always appreciate that, so wanted to share that first. Let us pray. God of generosity and abundance, we are grateful for the many provisions you have shown to us. Fill our hearts with your love and help us to always see the good gifts you have for us to share with one another. Amen. Last January, I enrolled in a six-week class called Connecting Faith and Money, sponsored by the Faith and Money Network, which is an extension of the Church of the Savior in Washington, D.C. Each week, we were challenged to make connection between faith and money within our own lives, within our churches, and within our broader community. We had homework each week, and the second week, we were asked to write our own money autobiography. I have used money autobiographies in my work at Everance, so was very familiar with the concept. There are questions which begin with your family of origin and how money was perceived in your family and throughout your life. The questions were slightly different from the money autobiographies I had shared at my workshops and seminars. Upon writing my money autobiography for the class, I came to the realization of something that I had never considered before. I realized my parents had left my family with a legacy of abundance. Let me explain how I came to this conclusion. I will share my remarks from my money autobiography, and I quote, I grew up in rural Ohio in a large Mennonite family. My father was a blue collar worker and I had a stay at home mom. My childhood was full of activity from working in the large garden to helping can food. We also had chickens, a few pigs and a cow. We never were lacking when it came to food because we always had plenty to eat. My parents were very resourceful and gave us all a sense of abundance and not scarcity. My mother used her homemaking skills to dress us very nicely 
And when I look at pictures of our family during those years, I can't help but think how nicely we really were dressed, which is a tribute to my mother's ingenuity because we did not have the money to buy clothes from the store. My mother made all of our clothes. I have done a money autobiography with my siblings and most would agree that we had no idea we were poor. Because in reality, when you we think of nine children, I'm a, from a family of nine, and a father who was a blue collar worker and, and a mother who, who did not work outside of the home, we really were poor. I firmly believe my parents gave our family the gift of abundance because when I look back now and realize how different our lives might have been if my parents lived out their lives with a feeling of scarcity, I am forever grateful for that gift." End quote. So what does it mean to have a mindset of abundance and what is a mindset of scarcity? Having an abundance mindset is a way of living, trusting that everything we truly need for us to be the people we were created to be will somehow be given. It's a way of trusting that everything that happens to us, even the things we never would have chosen, can somehow be used for good and are a part of who we are and who we are becoming. Whereas those with a scarcity mindset are never satisfied with what they have. They are always striving for more because there is never enough to go around. Not enough resources, not enough attention, not enough love, not enough opportunities, not enough forgiveness to be forgiven, and not enough acceptance to be accepted. Walter Brueggemann, a renowned Old Testament scholar, has been instrumental in providing guidance on the concepts of scarcity and abundance. He explains that our God has created an incredibly abundant universe. And that in this universe, the world has more than enough of everything we need in order to thrive and survive. He further goes on to explain that the Bible tells us that God delights to see us trusting this God of the universe to take care of us. The abundance mindset gives us the freedom to enjoy and value all we have been given and share it freely with others. Now, to understand the scarcity mindset, we have to realize how money has become the God of security and provides a false assumption that it provides all we need. We have bought into the false concept that is so prevalent in our society that money will bring us happiness and fulfillment. If we do not truly believe and trust that God will meet our needs, then we will find other ways to give us that sense of security. So what does the Bible teach us about the concepts of abundance and scarcity? The Bible teaches that abundance is about having enough for everyone. But just like you and I, there is that temptation for us to want more than our share, to take a bigger portion. And God has to remind us to take only our share, which is enough. In the Exodus 16 passage, which was read this morning, we hear the story of the manna from heaven given to the children of Israelites when they were wandering in the desert. They were grumbling about not having enough food to eat and wishing to be back in Egypt where there was plenty. God supplied manna from heaven in the morning and then quail in the evening for them to eat and everyone had enough. But because the Israelites had learned to believe in scarcity in Egypt, the people started to hoard the bread. And as we all know, when they hoarded it, it turned sour and rotted because you cannot store up God's generosity. Moses and Aaron had to remind them often to only take enough for their family. I believe we too can relate to that mindset of thinking too often that we do not have enough and not trusting in the God of abundance and generosity. 
Brueggemann says it this way, and I quote, we never feel that we have enough. We have to have more and more, and this insatiable desire destroys us. Whether we are liberal or conservative Christians, we must confess that the central problem of our lives is that we are torn apart by the conflict between our attraction to the good news of God's abundance and the power of our belief in scarcity, a belief that makes us greedy, mean, and unneighborly. We spend our lives trying to sort out that ambiguity, end quote. In the Gospel of Matthew 14, we find another story of abundance and scarcity. We find Jesus and his disciples returning from a time of rest and relaxation where they were sitting at the feet of Jesus. And then they soon found themselves surrounded by crowds of people wanting to hear more from Jesus. After a long day of teaching, it became apparent that those were in attendants were hungry and wanted to be fed. The disciples came to Jesus and implored him to send these folks away into the next town so that they can get some supper. Jesus' response to the disciple is a simple, you feed them. Now, how is that to happen, thought the disciples, asking seriously, do you know how much it would cost to feed all these people? And Jesus, in his wisdom, asked, how much food is there among us? The response from the disciples was only five loaves and two fishes. And then we all know the story of the miracle that happened and how everyone had enough to eat. And there were 12 baskets of food left over. I like to think that perhaps the miracle was when the crowd realized that there was a need for food, they gathered together in small groups and began to dig a little deeper into their own backpacks and pulled out whatever gift or food of money that they had to share. What we know for sure is that there was an abundance of food, more than enough to go around. Beautiful story with generosity and, and abundance. Now, as I think of Pasadena Mennonite Church, I see a community which has an abundance mindset. And when a need is apparent, you will arise to the occasion and share your generosity. I want to thank Karen, who shared with me the many ways that your congregation is sharing from their abundance. So I'm going to read what she sent to me. She told me that you're currently members of a group called LA Voice, a multi-faith group that organizes churches around the area to work together around issues that impact everyone. And that enables you to share actions on behalf of those with greater needs, as well as aligning the values of PMC. She told me that Bert Newton, a longtime member, is part of your FAST team, Faith, Action, and Solidarity, and now works for the Greater Pasadena Affordable Housing Group. You've collaborated with them on past Peace Parade events. Bert worked for many years helping to find housing through a counseling center. You have a group trying to participate in the Dismantling the Doctrine of Discovery, working group following the work of Sarah Augustine which is a wonderful work, by the way. You have recently joined the Creation Care Network, but are still working through their congregational evaluation materials. And again, another great opportunity. And you've been taking a small percentage of your outreach giving toward reparations, and that I commend you very much for. As I read through this list that Karen sent me, I couldn't help but think that Pasadena Mennonite has an abundance mindset, and I commend you for that. So I wanna go back to my parents. How did they instill in us the mindset of abundance when they really did not have much financial security? We knew we were loved 
and that God loved us too. And those expressions of love manifested themselves in our day-to-day -day lives. We always had enough, even if it meant my mom making meatloaf in order to stretch the hamburger. My parents were industrious and showed us the importance of working hard, but also enjoying God's nature and abundance. And I remember summers when I had to go out and hoe the garden, and I thought that those rows would never end, but those brought us food. Another way mom and dad left a legacy of abundance was how they shared their gifts with the church and the community. Mom was always ready to provide food at church for those in need. I also remember going to church to help assemble bandages for those in war-torn countries, and that really does define my age, but we did that. And we made Christmas bundles and layettes to send again to other countries where the needs were great. These programs were part of MCC. My parents supported MCC, and I continue to support them myself. My dad supported a Mennonite disaster service and traveled to other states to help when a disaster happened. In my dad's later years, he started this organization called Joseph's Warehouse at their church, which through weekly giving of a special offering provides resources for people in the community who are experiencing financial difficulty. Joseph's Warehouse continues to this day. I am so grateful for this legacy, and I believe it was extended to the church, and we as children saw our parents faithfully giving to the uh, church through both their tithes and offerings and the other ways that they shared at the church. I feel positive many of you here could recall your families of origin and see ways your family gave those gifts of abundance to you too. That legacy of abundance here at PMC is far reaching into the community and also extends to everyone in the congregation. Continue to open up your hearts to God's generosity and abundance and know that the sharing together of the many gifts God has given to you within the church and your families will ensure a legacy of abundance. May it be so. Amen.